Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Gendel, and on today's amazing episode, I'm speaking with the lovely and talented Louise Elliott, author of The Brain Power Pyramid, Seven Proven Steps for How to Sleep Like a Baby, Run Like a Cheetah, Fuel Like a Formula One Car, Create Like Edison, Think Like Da Vinci, Learn Like Einstein, and Network Like a Rockstar. Now, Louise is a leadership and career coach and founder of Career Power Shift LLC. She works with successful leaders to discover their uniqueness, purpose, and direction so that they can impact their families, workplace, and communities that matter most to them. Now, Louise was on track to be a technology executive of a Fortune 500 financial institution when her passion for accelerating the success of her colleagues led her to leave her position and dedicate her life to the success and growth of others. Her vocational shift has enabled her to lead and coach thousands through career upgrades and shifts. She now pursues energizing and motivating people to discover the joy within and to realize their true success. So if you're ready to discover your joy and realize your true success, then stay tuned for this episode of the Daily Authors Podcast with Louise Elliott. Hey, by the way, if you're ready to write your book today, you can head on over to writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free and get a free four-lesson video course that'll help you on your journey to writing your book. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. All right, well, thank you so much, Louise, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. I'm so, so excited to talk to you about your book, The Brain Power Pyramid, and it's subtitled Seven Proven Steps for How to Sleep Like a Baby, Run Like a Cheetah, Fuel Like a Formula One Car, Create Like Edison, Think Like Da Vinci, Learn Like Einstein, and Network Like a Rockstar. Awesome subtitle. Thank you so much again for joining me, Louise. Thank you, Aaron. All right. Well, before we jump into your book, would you mind telling uh, the listeners a little bit more about yourself, your work, and what you've got going on right now, Louise? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Louise Elliott, and I'm a career and leadership coach. I actually help people that are stuck at that proverbial glass ceiling in their career and help them figure out what's trapping them in their vocation and breaking free from that and and living their fullest life. Um, I've been doing this since 2013. I absolutely love helping people, but my, uh, my biggest passion is to watch people's light bulb go off, if you will, like they know they're stuck, they know they need help, and they're not quite sure the process, and when you take them through that process, and all of a sudden that aha moment, like I get it, now I understand, and watch that seed bloom, if you will, to use a metaphor, I really love to watch people grow and, and experience life to its fullest. Amazing. Wow. Sounds so uh, encouraging for those who may be stuck in their careers. So, Absolutely. Cool. I hope it is. Yeah. Well, let's jump into your book, The Brain Power Pyramid, Louise. Would you mind giving us that high level view, that 30,000 foot view of your book? Absolutely. So the book derived, I was in corporate America for 30 years and plus years, and I was in a toxic environment. It was uh, really crushing me from a stress perspective. 
I got very, very ill. My organs actually started to shut down oh. and uh, due to stress of all things. And I found a homeopathic doctor. I didn't want to do, use Western medicine because all they wanted to do was exploratory surgery. And I really wanted to get to the heart of it. I knew in my heart that something was more to it than just exploratory surgery and then my organs were shutting down. Um, and the homeopathic doctor basically said, look, I think it's stress and let's look at all your stress, tr stress triggers. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't exercising. I had a really crappy network of people around me that were feeding me negative energy, if you will. And I wasn't using my creative side. I love art and I love creativity and I wasn't doing that. I wasn't fulfilling my fuel. I wasn't fueling myself. So once I got through all that, I sat back and realized, wow, I've come a long way and all these things that I did through that journey might help someone else. Yeah. So that was yes. what spawned the book. And those seven steps are exactly that. They're the seven things that I really hunkered down and focused on and really built. And what I found was it gave me optimal brain energy. That's the title, Brain Power Pyramid. It, all of those seven things together gave me that optimal energy, that brain power to focus on the things I want to do. A lot of my clients, they're stuck and they, I ask them the number one question, what do you do when you go home after a long, busy day? And they say, oh, I turn on the TV and I sit down on the couch and I veg. Hmm. And, you know, vegging is basically dying. Yeah. And I don't want people to veg. I want people to live. And how you do that, brain power, you know, that optimal energy to keep you going. And all those seven things really help with that. Amazing. Well, if you got me curious to know what these seven things are, would you mind even coming, maybe cover them at a high level or even diving into a couple of them that may really sure, help? A, absolutely. At a high level, you're going to have to help me because I don't have my book in front of me, but <laughs> I'll start with sleep, then go into health, right? The food that you fuel yourself with, yeah. your exercise, your creativity, your learning, what you do to learn, meditation or prayer, and networking. Those are the seven things that all together, it's like a puzzle piece. If one thing is out of kilter, they all kind of are out of kilter. You can have five things that are really great, but those two things are not really working well. They're going to kind of throw that whole pyramid off, off kilter. Yeah. Um, so if I start with the, the foundation is sleep. Studies have proven that anywhere from seven to nine hours is optimal sleep, and everybody's different. Some people require seven, some people require nine. I have clients that say, oh, I only need five hours of sleep. Well, that might be okay right now where they are in their particular life journey, their age, their whatever else is going on with them, but it ultimately it does catch up with you and that won't be enough. So sleep is really, really important in, in getting that optimal sleep. Once you get that sleep, then you can really, that foundation feeds into those other pieces. So what you put in your mouth feeds your brain. It's like getting your oil change in your car. If you don't get your routine oil changes, your car is going to fall apart. Um, it's no different than what we put in our mouths. And um, I am all organic. I eat all organic. Awesome. No synthetics, no GMOs, 
I stay away from uh, certain things that, that bother me. And it's, again, it goes back to understanding your body and knowing what your body can do uh, and what it needs. And so it's very unique, but definitely focus on what you put in your mouth. It, it fuels you at, or doesn't fuel you. Sugar is one of those big things that really is, <laughs> is bad for your uh, engine, so to speak. Exercise. Absolutely get up and walk every single day. Get those steps in. You do nothing else. People always ask, well, I don't actually work out necessarily every single day, but I get up and walk and I get 7,000 to 10,000 steps a day. And that keeps me, that's my energy level. The creativity, everybody's different. I have clients that say, I can't even draw a stick figure. And that's fine. You don't have to be good at drawing or whatever it is your creative outlet is. The point of the creativity is to find your flow. You've heard runners, they get into that zone. I forget what that's called. It's, it's called, um, I forget what it's called, yeah. but no. they get into that zone. And, and that's what that creativity does. It allows your brain to focus and get into this. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. And it allows you to think about things, your body to talk to yourself. It's like yourself is talking to yourself about all the things you need to do. And that creative outlet actually lets you do that and, and refine that. So my outlets are photography and coloring and watercolors are, I, I really love to paint. So, but everybody's different, but it, the key is finding a creative outlet that you can do for your own self, whatever that, that brings you joy. So awesome. I've not talked about all of them, but that's at a high level. Yeah, no, that's great. That gives us all some very good uh, practical things we could take away from that. So I, I appreciate you sharing those insights. Absolutely. Obviously, they pick up the book to get, the, get more details. So thank you for sharing that. For sure. Yeah. I just want to ask you if there was one thing the listeners or reader could take away from your book, and you had that just one opportunity to share with them uh, that one thing, what would that be? I think it's, you are what you think. And if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, then you won't. My book is really about just starting, whatever that looks like, just start today in the direction to get better. You're not going to be perfect. Everybody's going to make mistakes. You sometimes, you know, I said sugar. Sugar's hard for people to give up, right? You're not going to go cold turkey. Other people are going to go cold turkey. It's just you have to start on your own terms and move forward in the direction that you see yourself. It's, it's an imagery. I talk about meditation. And if you think about the dream that you want, you can achieve it. You can get there. And if you think that dream is impossible, then you'll never get there. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about your influences, Louise. Who has influenced you the most to be someone that's trying to take these individuals to the next level in their career and, you know, to write a book like Brain Power Pyramid? Who would you say has influenced you the most? There's a lot of influence. I think it would start with my father, for one. My father what he taught me most was to listen to people. He was a giver and I have that trait. And if it wasn't for him saying, hey, just listen to what others say, you can find out a lot when you just listen. Uh -huh. So that started at an early age. 
through my adolescence into high school and college, I had a, a wonderful mentor who basically said I could be any, anything I wanted to be and don't let anybody else knock me down and tell me I can't do it. His name was John. He was actually a, um, my physics teacher and I hated science. But uh, all in all, right now in my life, I have a mentor, Carrie Overbrenner, and uh, he has taught me so much in my uh, growth from a leadership and developing others and coaching others. So that's uh, a lot of people in my world. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times it takes that collective group to really shape us. Thank you for sharing your influences. Louise, what would you say is your biggest failure in life and what did you learn from it? Trying to be a pleaser was probably my biggest failure. You know, you, you're, you're taught in an early age what normal looks like, and I never wanted to go against the grain of normal uh, when I was younger, uh, so I always wanted to be a pleaser. And then when I realized that I had a voice, I had something to say, and it might not be in the normal spectrum, but it actually helped people. That was when I realized, wow, I have something here. I can help people and I don't have to go, I can go against the grain and that's okay. So that, I think that that was my biggest failure in, in, in an early age. Now I obviously I've learned from that, but living your passion. I went into a career in information technology out of college um, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up and I got thrusted into this whole business world and nobody really kind of said, uh, that doesn't really match your personality. Um, so not really a failure, but definitely I learned a lot about myself through that journey and, and know that there's a lot more of me to give the world and help others. And it's not in corporate America. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's so great to follow your passions, I think, is a, a big one for a lot of us to try to get Absolutely. over the fear of maybe giving up something so comfortable or something we're used to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, for sure. All right, Louise, do you have a favorite quote, something maybe you live by, and could you share it with us? Oh, wow. I neglected to look up my favorite quote. You know, I, yeah, I do. In 20 years from now, don't be disappointed by the things you didn't do. Go out there and do, I'm butchering the, the no, quote, but yeah, it, it's basically the quote is about don't live with regret. Go out there and do what you want to do and, and make something of it. Awesome. Love that quote. Well, Louise, let's talk about the book writing process a little bit. And I know a lot of us thinking about a book get a little overwhelmed, maybe a little fearful. Did you experience any of that when you started to think about writing a book yourself? And what did you do to, to overcome any of that fear and doubt? So it started with my mentor, Carrie, who I mentioned earlier. I had uh, a Twitter account and it said, want to be author. <laughs> and Carrie said, either you're an author or you're not. What's this want to be author? And that was a tough pill to swallow, right? You're like, oh, I should be taking action on this, becoming an author instead of a wannabe author. And my challenge was I didn't think I had a story. I saw these other people writing books or getting up and talking on like TED Talk and they all had stories to share. And I kept saying, well, I don't really have a story. I don't have a story. But I really did have a story. I was just afraid to tell my story. And once I started to embrace that story, then I thought I was a fraud. 
true story. I got to a point where I thought, oh, who am I to tell people how to do this? What do I know about science and neurology and, <laughs> and hormones and all the things I talk about in my book? So I actually went back and got my master's in psychology so that I wouldn't be a fraud. <laughs> wow. Incredible. So, yeah. So all in all, it took me three years to write the book, two of which I went back to get my master's. Wow. Once I finished my master's, the book was done in six months. So I had lots of material and lots of confidence that I'd learned through the, getting the master's program. It was all there. I just felt like I needed that, those credentials. It didn't, but it helped me get through that obstacle, if you will. So yeah, so that was my story and my awesome. journey writing the book. You just kind of kept taking that action to get there almost, uh, to remove any of the the doubts you might have had just pressing forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, I had lots of stories, lots of materials. I would collect things. I, to this day, I still have this little plastic bin of antidotes and stories and folders and index cards that I would collect. So I have all this stuff. That, that's my book over there in that big Tupperware bucket, right? <laughs> but it never got written because I kept coming up with excuses. But once I once I really said, okay, what's, what's my blocker and overcame that, then it was easy. It just started to pour out and I was able to put it together really quickly. Awesome. Well, incredible. Congrats. It's a big, big accomplishment for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Now I'm on to my second one. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to, to that one here in a bit and you can let <laughs> the listeners in on that. What, about some tips and tricks for our listeners. Anything maybe you wish you would have known before you started writing that you know now that would help the listeners out? Wow. The process is lengthy. It's, it's like with anything, when you try something, you do, it's brand new. You don't know all the tips and tricks and navigating through the, the different publishing and the copies and, and all those things, what you're going to put on your cover, what you're going to put on the back cover. Um, but I think the biggest daunting thing for me was the editing process. Yeah. I sent my script to an editor and she sent it back and there were a lot of edits, yeah. a lot. <laughs> and it scared me. I actually couldn't hunker down and do the work for the edits and decide, you know, yes, I'm going to change this or no, I don't like your edit and I'm not going to change it or uh, rewrite it. Right. And um, I probably sat on that for a good solid month because I was afraid it became real, right? The book, if I edit now, it's going to be out there and I'm going to be somehow vulnerable for me. That was a tough process. I had to, uh, there were stories in there that, while I wanted to share the story, it might have not been relevant or it didn't tie the point. It didn't make sense to the reader. So I had to cut some stories out and that was hard, right? I wanted to say it all and with, with some meaning. So, but once I got through the editing process, it was a breeze, but that was the, that was the jolt for me. Awesome. I'm glad you kept going. Uh, I'm sure you're Thanks. both helping a lot of people. So very, uh, very important that we don't stop, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. Keep going, absolutely. What about any other resources, tools, people? What else helped you along the way? Research. 
I think the biggest thing was uh, what going back to school after, uh, so I was in my 50s when I went back to school to get my master's and I lost the technique or lost the knowledge of how to research something. Um, I really wanted to have facts in my book. I really wanted to have, you know, statistics and uh, studies that were produced and, and how do I research that? How do I, how do I, this is the point I want to make, but how do I turn that uh, and find the fact that, that substantiates that point. So going back to school actually helped me uh, learn, <laughs> relearn how to research the points and be able to put those in my book. That's great tips. What about writer's block? Did you experience that while writing your book? And if so, what did you do to overcome it? Yeah, writer's block was a tough one. I think I only got writer's block I had the vision, I had that long-term strategic vision, and I, I couldn't figure out how to take the steps to get there. So every time I got in the minutia of, well, how is this point going to tie back to the overall strategy, that's when I got blocked. But if I just flowed with my stories and broke those seven steps and broke those things down and told the stories in those seven categories, that's when it started to flow. So it was really about being myself and just telling the stories. And then it all flowed. Again, going back to that editing, editing state, right? There were so many stories that I had to cut some things out. So it's okay. Just, just get it all on paper or technology, right? Just write it. And then you can edit it out and have it make sense. But certainly the, uh, once I got past the the formatting of it all, I just told the story and it, it just really fell into place. Mm, good stuff. What about the best part now about writing your book? Now that it's out there, you've gotten through it all and you know, you got that book in hand. What would you say the best part's been for you, Louise? The ability to have a talking point to help someone. People come to me, uh, hey, I've, I heard your career coach, how can you help me? And finding out what they need and being able to reference, hey, I've got a book and in this chapter I talk about these things. Why don't you go check that out and let's sit back down and talk about how I can help you with those things. So really having that, it's my material versus before I had the book, I would have clients, right? And I'd send them to, hey, go look at this TED Talk or go read this book or go go yeah. talk to this person. And now I'm the person that I'm sending them to. And so that's kind of fun. It's different for me, for sure. That's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything, Louise. We'll get to what you're up to next and where the listeners can connect with you online. But first, I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave out anything. And if, if you were in my shoes, Maybe what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? I guess for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm one to, it's not, this is great. This is a great form to get the information out. I really want to help people. I don't, this is not a self-promoting kind of thing. You know, go buy my book. This is really about getting the message out to folks that really are struggling, that are stuck in whatever their lives are, whether it's personal life or career, uh, they're stuck. And 
how I can help them get unstuck. There's a lot of things that I've learned throughout my career and the tools in the tool belt, so to speak, that I feel that I can, I'm empowered. I have the, the skill sets to help people uncover that and, and get unstuck. So if that is the benefit of today and, and talking with you, that I really want to help people get unstuck. Writing a book, I know that that's your forum and, and that's a great outlet. If you have a story that you want to tell, just start today. I mean, it goes back to what I said earlier. Just get started. Just start. Go in that direction. Don't let your fears uh, debilitate you and just, just move in that direction. Yeah, good words, Louise. Yeah, definitely on the same page with you. All this is for those listeners that can benefit from it all, right? So hopefully yeah. they caught a, at least a snippet of what you can help them with and um, get your book and you know, get your coaching if possible, if they're, they want to take it to that step. Right. So I, I really appreciate you being on the show, Louise, and maybe you could just let the listeners in on a little bit more. Uh, you gave us a sneak peek of maybe a book coming up. Let us know what you're up to next and where the listeners can connect with you online. Yeah. So I'm working on the next steps of same mindset of the brain power pyramid, but I'm going to hone in on a little bit more specialization around uh, diet and health and exercise. So that's kind of the next take those seven pieces and combine them into meaningful next things that they can do. Um, I've learned a lot through the journey of my uh, nutrition. So that's what kind of prompted the, the next book. I have a workshop, a boot camp, if you will. It's an eight-week boot camp on the book. And uh, folks can reach me out on, um, it's called careerpowershift.com. Uh, so my website's out there and, and um, the service offerings that I have out there. And then uh, did you want my email too? Sure, if you want to share it. <laughs> okay. It's Louise Elliott, all one word, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at careerpowershift.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Louise. It's been amazing hearing your story, hearing all that uh, you have to share with our listeners and the, and the advice and um, you know all the experience you have. I really appreciate your time and being on the show. Well, thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. And if there's anything I can do to serve you and your journey, I, I would love to do that as well. Thank you. I appreciate your kindness. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.